Welcome back to another episode of The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. Now, today you may be going, what? This this is going to be a little bit different. It is. You know why? Because it's Halloween. Halloween, yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween to you there, Donnie. Hey, you too. Going trick-or-treating tonight? Creepy dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we thought, okay, it's Halloween um, we should do something fun instead of our normal podcast format. So we thought we would do a episode all about Bronco horror stories. <laughs> now, obviously we've planned a uh, planned ahead. And so a little bit ago, I asked you guys, the public for, um, some Bronco horror stories, some, uh, what would you consider a Bronco horror story? And, uh, you guys responded. It was awesome. There's a ton. You guys have some horrible Bronco stories. <laughs> and, uh, so Donnie and I are going to spend this episode just reading some of those. We got some of our own, yeah. uh, commenting on them. And, uh, because honestly, guys, this, this podcast is for you. It is about you. It is, um, for you guys who love Love the Ford Bronco. We are Bronco enthusiasts who drive Broncos. We work on Broncos. We think about Broncos. We talk about Broncos. So we just put a microphone in front of our face and said, let's talk about Broncos. Spend all our money on Broncos. <laughs> exactly. So today, welcome to the very special Broncast episode, Bronco Horror Stories. Donnie, you start us off. Yeah, I've got a good one for the first one. All so right. Uh, this is a Bronco that actually killed its creator. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, but it's uh, everyone in Colorado probably knows about it. It's actually named Blucifer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's a 32-foot-tall Bronco that looks just like the logo on the Bronco tracks. Yeah, at the airport. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. in the boulevard as you drive up. And uh, what happened is uh, the artist, Luis uh, Jimenez, um, it was under construction. Uh, you know, he had delay issues and things like that. But it, initially, uh, I thought it fell on him, but it was actually the head that landed on him, and he eventually <laughs> died from the injury. So <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this but it's, poor guy. It's super creepy looking. If you see it yes. at night, it's blue and dark. It's bl real dark and ominous looking. Yeah. It's black. And then they put these giant red LED lights in it. Wow. It's very, con very controversial. For the Denver Broncos not the Bronco, the truck, but still that's, okay. yeah, yeah. it's not a truck, but yeah, right. The Bronco. Yeah. Wow, man, that is crazy. I've, I've never, never actually heard that uh, about Blucifer killing his, that is, uh, that's, I've seen that a, a lot. I mean, I'm everyone at the, who goes to the Denver airport sees it, but yeah, that's crazy. That's a good one. That's a good, that's a good way to start out some Bronco horror stories. I think we have a bunch. Yeah, you have one ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. My first one, uh, John, um, he says, uh, my very first Bronco, a 78 Custom Gen 2, I like it already, had some bubbles in the rear quarters, and I figured it was rust that had just started. Nope. It was <laughs> paper mache, <laughs> foam fill, and Bondo. Both quarters were toast. The previous owner filled them both with expanding foam and paper mache with a skim coat of Bondo. Ouch. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
add some weight to offset the paper. (laughs) Gosh, that is crazy. That I, I mean, you work on Broncos. Have you seen anything so far? Oh yeah, to the extent of paper mache. Uh, yeah, worse. (laughs) Fiberglass, all kinds of stuff. Oh, brutal. I'll tell you about a couple. Yeah, I okay. So I in a a uh, point of just wanting to close up some holes on my rear, my rear quarter inside the inner fender that's covered with carpet. I mean, um, now it is, but, uh, I didn't want the car- carpet to get wet if it started raining. So I actually, I've, I sprayed some spray foam in my quarter <laughs> and then just cut it like, so uh-huh. it was kind of flat, but I didn't like Bondo on top of it. I know, you know, like obviously it's rusted out and it's not, you know, I'm not helping it by any means, but I just didn't want water coming into my, my, the back of my truck. It's so. there. You own it at least. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I'm not selling it like that. <laughs> that's crazy. All right. Not now. Everybody knows about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no you just came clean. <laughs> so officially you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next. Uh, this one came in uh, from Facebook. It's from Dennis. And it says, I bought my Bronco on eBay. First mistake. Yeah. And when it arrived, it was filled with Bondo, a two by four, roof flashing, and spray foam. Says the whole underside was sprayed with an undercoating, so everything was hidden really well. Uh, what turned into a two and a half year restoration, but now he drives it daily. Oh, so worth it. A two by four. Oh yeah, yeah. One of the trucks I got in had two two by fours under the driver's seat, and between what? that was just open road. What? Yeah, it's the one that we're building. So. Oh my god. It'll be a nice truck one day. Yeah. It'll be nicer. Jeez, <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, we had one that came in the shop uh, kind of a lot like that last winter, and uh, we affectionately named it Can of Worms. <laughs> so it was so bad. It, they hid everything. So under the carpet that they had glued down with, I don't know what, super glue, uh, were, were just a bunch of signs. And then under that was what was left of the original floor. It looked like Swiss cheese. It was It was terrible. And, uh, but from the bottom, I was under the truck before I picked it up. Um, it had like tar pitch or something and you could see, you know, like the bead rolls from the factory and stuff, but you know, I've got pieces of it laying around here. I can show you it. It's just cracker with holes in it. So we ended up wasn't part of the project, but we had to replace all those panels. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man. I mean, I, I, that just, oh. I, I couldn't imagine buying something on eBay, which I, I mean, I, I haven't bought anything off eBay, but eBay motors, it's getting better, but one buying it off eBay and getting it. And it has a two by four stuffed in somewhere in it. And then, you know, like just peeling back these layers of just hidden, ugh, hidden stuff. Well, it was weird because we pulled the carpet up and I couldn't see any of the bead rolling. I go onto the truck and I see the bead rolling. I'm like, what's going on? And there was a whole another oh. layer of floor on top of that to hide it. But yeah, we still got it knocked out. But yeah, I wonder how many people bought their Bronco, started working on it, and it was just trashed. You know, I know that there's more of those stories in here, but yeah, that's crazy. All right, moving on. Here's one that's not 
not the same. This is John. He's a part of our uh, Tennessee Bronco group. Good guy. He uh, he says, after putting new wheels and tires on a 1995 XLT, I was driving it through Shelby Park, place up in Nashville, when the left front <laughs> suddenly and without notice dropped several inches. How oh, weird. <laughs> As I went to turn right, it dropped more, and I watched my left front wheel Go rolling down the road. <laughs> As he's turning right, his wheel's yeah. going left. Oh. Jumping the curb and splashing into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to wade out chest deep to catch my wheel and tire before it floated too far away. And to add insult to injury, it was February. Oh. And the nasty pond water was freezing cold. <laughs> Called the wife. She brought me a change of clothes and some lug nuts <laughs> so that I could make it back. He must so have I looked go. like a real redneck <laughs> out there in the winter using his truck tire to go, you know, tubing. <laughs> oh, man. That is, I mean, like, okay, what would you, I, I, we've all been there. Like, we're doing an upgrade and you just forget to tighten something. You know, yeah. I mean, it's the, I think the biggest fear of mine, but what would you have done? Well, gone after it. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. You probably didn't have a spare. Probably not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I still would have gone after it. So yeah. Yeah. You got to go after it. I mean, that's a expensive <laughs> wheel and tire. That's funny. Yeah. In the winter. <laughs> Freezing cold. What do they call those, don't they call those like polar... Uh, polar dip, yeah, polar or swim. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> polar bear swim. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't have a jack on me to even jack up the front of the Bronco. You know, like I would have had to have someone bring a jack, um, and and some lug nuts. He said he just forgot to like literally forgot yeah. to put the lug nuts on. But there's a lot of stories even about people who like the wheel just shears right off mm -hmm. while they're cruising down the road. Like, I haven't had it happen. I hope it never happens. Uh, I've had them uh, one time. Someone asked me to drive their car after they put all the suspension back on it. And I said, sure. So I went over there. I'm driving. I'm like, this is not right. And we stopped and I said, did you tighten the lug nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's scary. I mean, especially when you're doing anything suspension wise too, when you're like, what if, like, I'm just cruising down the road and my steering shaft, like, you know, just falls out of the track and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. What do I do? Freaky. <laughs> oh, man. I was I was driving once and a tire came towards me, like, you know, was back coming, bouncing towards me. And then I saw a old Corvette, um, like a yellow Stingray, uh, scraping along the road. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, that was that guy's tire. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty sure. But I mean, like a lot of these guys, they'll put wheel spacers on the on their yeah. Bronco. And that like that does the same thing. That like or not the same thing, obviously, but that has a big risk when you put a wheel spacer on there. That's when I was reading this story, that's what I thought he was gonna say was like I had a wheel spacer and mm -hmm. you know, it just Sheer the bolts. Didn't buy longer wheel studs. Right. So they have fewer threads yep. actually holding it on. Yep. Yeah. Sponsor of the podcast, FYI, ARP. <laughs> if Fast you need. And they make wheel studs. If you need wheel studs. Go longer to ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, the, it's like such a common thing not to, 
not to even mess with that. And you hear all these horror stories of people's wheels falling off. And, oh, I've got a good one. Last spring, we had our, our first open house and uh, there's this guy had, he, we saw him like a couple of weeks earlier. He had this beautiful orange Bronco. I mean, it was done. This is a, a top level Bronco in uh he said he was coming. I mean, he called me the day before and the day before that. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's going on. You know, bring your truck in. Uh, he doesn't live three quarters of a mile from the shop. And then, you know, we were busy. We were grilling out. Everything was going on and we didn't have forks for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent my wife out to get some forks. And when she came back, she goes, there's an orange Bronco out there in an accident, right? You know, right around the corner. And uh, apparently what had happened is he was... Uh, driving past the gas station right before the turn to the shop, had to slam on his brakes because someone pulled out, and his hub, he had still had drums, locked up, and he spun around and hit the car. Mm. So it ended up being his fault, oh. and uh, he had just gotten the truck like a week ago, what, what the, two weeks ago when we saw him the first yeah. time, but he, I don't think he'd ever slammed on the brakes, which is a good test. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's still unresolved with insurance, and oh. I mean, so that was six months ago. Was, that's a pretty horrible story. So yeah, yeah, make sure that uh, you know you really test your truck and your brakes and stuff in a safe environment. Uh, yeah. So when you do have to slam on it, you know, you you find out what happens and make sure you're insured. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. In I mean, insurance is a big deal. Like definitely you want to make sure that you have it. And I've even heard stories of people who have insurance or th they think they have insurance on their Bronco, but it only covers part replacement. It doesn't require, it doesn't cover the work, which I guess is a common thing on classic vehicles where they only do parts replacement. Um, so yeah, you might get a new quarter panel for 250 bucks from your insurance, but you aren't going to get the cost of replacing the quarter oh. panel. Um, so yeah, you want to check your, your insurance for sure to make sure that you're well covered with stuff like that. Yeah. We, I actually have all my vehicles insured through, uh, NCM insurance, oh, nice. which was, you know, they put on the Corvette museum up in, uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, yeah. and their insurance was so awesome. You can tell them, uh, how much you want to insure it for. And, you know, that raises or lowers your rates, but it ends up being no more money than if you used your regular insurance. But, you know, you can drive it a few days a week. Um, yeah. It's it's covered under different scenarios. Um, you can buy it back if it gets wrecked. You know, a lot of us have as much in parts on our vehicles as the car is worth or the truck is worth. And um, I would take all the parts off and put them on the next one. <laughs> yeah. I've done it more than once. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, all those things are important, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of a good insurance story. Yeah. What was NCM? NCM, National yeah. Corvette Museum, has their okay. own insurance company. And um, I have, like, six vehicles, a couple motorcycles. And uh, they'll cover everything and anything. And um, they have tons of horror stories. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I said, I, sure. I already have one. It's, it's, you know, you want it resolved quickly, too. So Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that they would do... Yeah, where you can buy it back and and put the parts on there. I think that's a great, great idea, great thing to do. Man, I was thinking about with uh, with that story that you just shared. Um, when I bought my Bronco, my 75, I was out driving it around, <clears throat> and I hadn't done any work to the brakes or anything like that either at this point. 
and uh, I just hit a yellow light and so slammed on the brakes like I would in a normal car like oh I'm gonna stop you know instead of trying to speed through the intersection like a rebellious young person like I would back in my teenage days I thought oh, I'll be a, the responsible 40 year old that I am and so I I wasn't then but so I slowed down and locked up my one of my ty- rear tires and so it was like that you know, luckily I didn't spin out or anything like that, but it was like that embarrassing, like I am like sliding into the intersection with my rear wheel locked. You just, you know, and everyone's looking at you like, whoa, dude, (laughs) like take it easy. And so that was actually the reason that I started my first couple YouTube videos were uh, swapping out the, the, um, brakes and, and <laughs> working on that because when I took my brakes apart, the previous owner had put a, so they were 10 inch drums. They'd put an 11 inch drum wheel cylinder in there, which is a, just a little bit smaller than the 10 inch wheel cylinder. And so it had shifted and so, you know, cause the wheel cylinder, the fluid comes in and pumps into the wheel cylinder, which pushes the brake pads out up against the drum. And because it had shifted one way or the other, it was pushing one of the pads into the drum super hard. And, you know, like that would lock up that, that got, must have wheel wedged or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that pad, when I took it apart was just so you know so worn down so i think we talked about brakes in a previous episode but um and i might have even mentioned that story but yeah brakes are definitely something that you should you should check when you're driving a classic i love testing anything. brakes. oh yeah slamming on the brakes and locking yep. it up we do it in the parking lot first All we start time. on the gravel and then yeah. we move to the pavement yep and then we go down the cul-de-sac just yep. gradually work our ways just yeah. standing on the brakes i actually think that's kind of fun it is and you get to see like what can this do? And you know, you know, like I know I was telling someone this the other day, my Bronco will go 80, 90 miles an hour. Like I know it could go that fast, but I don't know if it will stop, (laughs) you know, like if I'm going that fast and I slam on the brakes, like there is a really good chance I'm going to be in a rollover, you know, accident by myself. But you know, just cause it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. And so even I usually do like 65, 70 down the freeway. And even then it's like, I leave a lot of distance from the car in front of me. Like, and I'm very leery of slamming on my brakes cause you just, yeah, I, I don't know what would happen at 70 cause at 40 <laughs> it's doesn't stop very fast either. Well, but. if they're going to break, they're going to break when you pound the pedal and you really need brakes it's like that's when you don't want it to happen yeah exactly all right moving on horror stories we're still on horror stories that was a good one um okay here's a here's a longer one from mr eric wilkinson on facebook he was talking about on our way down to the super celebration a few years back we were southbound on i-77 Had the Bronco on a trailer being towed behind my F-150. The wife wanted to stop and use the restroom, so we got go to the exit. It was an uphill ramp, and as I started to exit, I felt the weight shift on the trailer. Looked in my rearview mirror. Everything was fine. It felt weird, but we were about to stop anyway, so I thought I'd check the load when we got out. Came to a complete stop at the top of the exit, 
and then went to make the right turn on the road we had exited. And as soon as I gave it gas, <laughs> I feel the weight shift again. And I look in my rearview mirror just in time to see the front of my Bronco still on the trailer <laughs> while the rear tires were off the trailer on the ground. And then bam, the front tires fell off onto the road behind me while I'm driving forward in my trailer. Luckily, the Bronco was in gear. It was in four low. That's smart. And the e-brake was on. So as soon as it came off the trailer, it stayed put. I ran back to the Bronco and drove it to the gas station where we were headed uh, while my wife drove the truck and trailer behind me. Turns out one of the gears for my ratchet tie-down stripped, allowing the truck to roll forward an inch on the trailer when I was slowing down, unhooked the front straps, <laughs> yeah. Oh, from the axle wraps and unhooked all four corners of the Broncos is wiggling around, got it loaded back up, tied down with some fresh straps, made the rest of the journey. The moment I got home, I ordered tie wraps and E-track deck, e decking for my trailer. Four individual points of contact for the tie downs, each with three down. Man, I mean, gosh, <laughs> what do you do? Like, what do you do? I mean... Oh yeah, they make some straps or hooks that have like little thumbs on them, but you know you end up yeah. bending all those up anyway. But I feel like I feel like for that scenario, for that horror story, that is the best case possible. Like think about if he was going seventy mile an hour down the freeway and the Bronco came out. Like, yeah, it goes across the median. <laughs> yeah, at least he had it in gear. That was yes, that was that's genius. Smart. To put it that's in smart. Four, four low. low. Yeah. Yeah. But even still, what was crazy is four low with the e-brake and it still slid off the trailer. Like, well, they, they're wiggly, wobbly loads and they bounce yeah. and you know, yeah, they, you really got to strap them down. Yeah. We just towed yours all the way back yeah. and, uh, I keep my eye on it the whole time. It's like, okay, I think it's tight now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you literally, yeah, you're thinking about it. It's in the back of your head the whole time, and you're like, this thing's going to just fly off. But, yeah, what luck to have it at the exit while you're, you know, doing yeah. 10 miles an hour, like, you know, so much better than flying down the freeway, and it just flies off. I've had that sort of luck, but I know it's going to run out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm due. Yeah. So... Yeah. I'm extra careful, but you know, it's just like one of these days I'm going to have a pretty bad story. Hopefully it won't be a customer's truck. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's like, you know, depends on the truck. They might uh, be really true. happy about it. Go, oh, I get a new truck. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to mine? It'd be like, oh, well, time to get a new one. I know I got insurance on it. <laughs> and we'll just finish your other one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finally. Yep. Here I, here I have one. Uh, this is from a customer that actually bought a truck, sort of sight unseen, but online. But he's, he's never had a restoration vehicle before, and he really wanted a Bronco. And I got him as a customer after he had bought it. He called me and he said, uh, yeah, you, you work on Broncos? And I said, yeah. And um, he says, well, I really want a full restoration. And I said, well, you know, what does it need right now? And he says, well, it, it won't stop. I'm like, okay, we got some brake work to do. And he goes, but right now it won't start. So can you come pick it up? I'm like, sure. And I said, well, you know, anything else? He goes, well, it doesn't really steer. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> so it won't start, won't stop, and won't steer. Other than that, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Looks great. <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, they had shipped it to him and they unloaded it. His house is on a hill. And his first experience with this truck 
it just went downhill because he went down his driveway and it didn't stop. He couldn't really steer it. And uh, he almost made it all the way across the street into another ditch. But I guess he got it turned. But he's just like, yeah, could you could you come get this? <laughs> he didn't want to drive it again. But yeah. Now he drives it all the time. Wow. Definitely don't stop or can't stop, can't steer. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's most Broncos <laughs> when, when you get them. Yeah, wow. lots of stories like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one uh, that I saw. Uh, John, my name is John, different John. Um, he said, I had a wheel bearing seize while driving over the tall part of the old bridge from Hatteras Island to Nags Head in North Carolina on a bridge oh. and a wheel bearing seized. He said it pulled me within <clears throat> inches of the railing and a swim, limped it off the bridge into the marina parking <clears throat> lot where I spent the next two or three nights completely re- rebuilding the assembly from the spindle out. It was seized so badly <clears throat> that the hub melted everything together and it had to be cut off with a plasma cover- cutter. Drove it home afterwards. Man. Again. Those bridges are really tall. I mean, we're talking, yeah. he's going for a skydive first. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, again, another horror story, but that is best case scenario. <laughs> like, I mean, gosh, like I cannot believe a wheel bearing seized. How does that even happen? I, I don't know. I he know. didn't go for a, a swim, but his shorts were probably still wet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mine mine would have <laughs> been stained in more ways than one. <laughs> but I just I I, I yeah, I, this one to me is like I I just cannot imagine. I mean again, another like that to me is like a horrible situation, but probably best case scenario like he saved it. Like I daily drive my Bronco. Like uh, one of my clients um Ian Johnson, he lives down in or his shop is down in Mount Pleasant. Um, and, uh, which is about, it's about a 45 minute drive it's hour with traffic. And I'm like, you know, bring my Bronco down there every time. And so, um, yeah, I dr- drive 70 on the freeway and, and all that. And I'm like, gosh, man, what if something like a wheel bearing seizing happens just while I'm cruising down the road? Like that is, that's, that's a fear for sure with driving an old classic Bronco? Uh, if you drive it a lot, you probably handle it better than if you drove it once every six months. True. It'd be unfamiliar to you. True. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I don't know what's going to happen at 70 mile an hour. Well, what would uh, a horror story be like in Halloween if we didn't have spiders in it? Oh. So I got a spider one. Okay. All right. All right. So, you know, I'm always digging cars and trucks out of the woods we found one place that had like 200 vehicles in the woods and we pulled 11 out of there so far but um one of the vehicles we were pulling out um had uh you know i was stripping these things apart selling the parts just you know and uh the one thing we need to do is drop the gas tank so you know you like you're in there grinding (sighs) cutting pounding you got pneumatic tools under there and when this gas tank finally came down and hit the shop floor there were hundreds of giant brown recluse spiders (gasps) and they went 
everywhere on the shop floor. And Kevin and I are like, we just looked at each other and like we didn't know which way to run because they went in every direction. So all I could find were like two cans of spray paint. So the whole floor of the shop got like <laughs> spotted like a zebra. We like we're just spraying them with black spray paint. And uh, but it is the creepiest thing. And and I've probably pulled you know another twelve gas tanks down and uh, you know just dropped them. We let them hit the floor, and oh. more than half of them are full of spiders. What? Just Tennessee's really bad. Oh. So I don't know why, but they just hang out there between the top of the gas tank and the. So uh, oh, that's- we're nightmare we always have spray cans of spider killer with us now oh my gosh that's like i'm gonna have dreams about this <laughs> it's like, yeah. you have nightmares tonight about <laughs> about spiders i'm gonna be walking around with my kids like afraid of spiders <laughs> you know like when you're walking under trees in tennessee yeah. it's like you always see spiders oh that's terrible there is a time this isn't spiders but since we're just sharing stories uh there is a time i was filming with Kevin Tates, uh, who used to be the host of the show trucks. And, uh, we were in his shop and we're filming, I forget what he was building a C10 or something. And, um, I kept noticing wasps kind of flying around his shop and he would, he was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. You know, I've seen a couple wasps in here. Like, so we'd, you know, swat at it and try to kill it, you know? And, uh, when you, you know, I have the camera and he's, doing something and uh, I keep seeing wasps and I'm looking up and I'm like, you know, you've got the shop lights and his shop is 20, 30 feet high and you got the shop lights. So you can't see the roof. So I take the camera and I point it up at the roof, like at the apex of the roof, um, you know, a, a frame roof. And there is a giant wasp nest, just like I zoom the camera in past the lights and there are so many wasps. It's like eerie, like looking at this, just, you know, you know how you just see, see them Uh, moving and it's just more, and I don't know why they weren't flying down. I mean, we would only see one or two at a time and we both were like, booked it out of the shop. We went across the street to the dollar general, got a bunch of spray cans of uh, wasp spray and just covered everything. Cause he was, you know, we're working on a car, covered it all, pulled out what we could and just soaked the, the nest. And I mean, hundreds of wasps flew out of there. Um, and a lot of them we killed. And, uh, we, so <laughs> it was funny cause we swept them all up and, uh, left for the day, came back the next morning and they're all gone. <laughs> oh, really? So some like animal <laughs> is all fat and happy on eating all of these wasps that he just found sitting on the floor. That's coated in wasp spray. That's probably <laughs> so bad for it, but, oh man, an animal bug stuff. That's horrible, horrible stuff, horrible stuff. All right, moving on. Non-bug story, Bronco horror stories. This one is just terrible. And uh, so just a little FYI, people, this does get does get a little, uh, little sketchy with these horror stories. So you should probably pull your children away. But uh, this one's from Mike. He says, I was filling up my 68 Bronco at a truck stop 
And some guy yelled, nice Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Obviously not that bad, but it's like that is, you know, everyone. (laughs) It's like, not a Bronco, man. Come on. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm driving around the new Bronco. You always get get people hey i like your jeep or are they pretty uh, yeah. or it's cute yeah it's oh, like, it's, that's so cute what do i get it's on 37s <laughs> what do i gotta do to make it not cute it's a monster truck yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> oh. oh man all right so a couple more a couple more stories here these are fun little just fun little stories uh but matt if you guys don't know matt mooney he is the uh the moderator for the Facebook group, uh, Tennessee Broncos, that both Donnie and I are in. And that's how most of our events, uh, most of our events around town happen. Uh, thank you, Matt. But Matt was was talking about, he says, uh, I was in college driving the Bronco without a top one summer around the local college bars. Whole bunch of girls saw the truck and thought it was cool. And three of them actually jumped in. We drove around the block, but when it came to Parallel Park, <laughs> back at the bar, without power steering, on a hill, in a, in a manual truck full of girls, in front of the whole bar, I backed into the car <laughs> behind me. Then I ran into the car in front of me, and everyone had a big laugh, and the girls ran off. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah oh man have you okay park car story have you ever ran into a park car i'm sure i have I've i, I wouldn't two. want to admit it <laughs> <laughs> i've hit two i won't go to the stories today but one uh i was actually taking a picture of the lady who was getting into her car and ran into her car um <laughs> It's one way to meet women. Right. No, she was an older (laughs) married woman. She was not happy. Uh, And then the second one, I just dropped my girlfriend off at her house, drove around the block, and I was driving back by her window for her to obviously say goodbye in a special way. And uh, and I'm like looking up and ran into a car that was parked (laughs) in front of her house. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yes, I've hit two parked cars. That's my my life. (laughs) But that is hilarious. Matt's story is hilarious. And that is quite the horror story of uh, running into two parked cars while having three college girls in your car. (laughs) They thought it was all part of their ride. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep. All right. Yeah, I, I got one more left. This All this right. one's personal. It's probably more embarrassing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going to get this Bronco, and it is back by this guy's shop, which is up a gravel road he had made, and it's pretty steep, and it's uphill, and he's sort of weaved in and out of trees to do this, and he just, it's fresh gravel. It's not much wider than my dually, and uh, we, we found a spot up there to turn around, and the Bronco was like, halfway down the driveway and angled down. I thought, well, I'll just turn around and go down. I'll stop. And then, you know, I got this all figured out. We're just going to, like, start winching it and getting it in the right direction. We got out of its mud holes. Everything was going great. And um, get it all lined up. And I got my buddy Paul, who I I coerced into doing all kinds of stuff. And uh, he's standing there between the truck and trailer. Truck's running. Not between it, but to the side. Like, you know... Not between them. And uh, with his hands holding them up going, you know, like five feet, four feet, three feet, his hands are getting closer together. 
and uh, I've got this all figured out. And what's great is the right rear wheel of this truck is locked up, creating perfect amount of drag and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. And at this point, I'm real comfortable. I've got the winch remote in my hand. We're dragging this thing up, and we're over the crest. So the truck's pointed downhill on the trailer. Yeah. And the I'm trying to steer it, and I'm half in, half out of the truck. And then the wheel releases. <laughs> oh. Here's where it gets... Yeah. This is just the beginning of the story. So the truck rolls forward about four feet, like really fast and hits that bar I have at the front of the trailer to keep it from going over. I'm thinking this thing's, we're all going in the back of my truck, you know, the dually. And are you like pumping the brakes? No, I wasn't really in the truck (laughs) and I'm sure the brakes didn't work anyway. One wheel was just locked up. And anyway, it hits that bar really hard and I'm just like, thank God. And then all of a sudden everything starts moving it broke traction with my truck oh and the whole thing starts sliding down this thing and these are big rocks this thing's picking up speed and i'm (laughs) i'm trying to jump off of the trailer and i don't land very well so i have to get back up well paul's still standing there with his hands like you got two feet to go the truck goes by him the trailer goes by him and then i come sprinting past him oh the door was still open on my dually and i managed it so the truck's going straight for one of these trees like i'm going i'm gonna total my truck to get this $800 rusted piece of mess. It's the truck that we're building now for ourselves. The monster mudder with the tractor tires on it. Well, anyway, um, I managed to jump in the truck and uh, get it out of park. It's in park and it's going like seven, eight, 10 miles an hour. I don't even know, probably faster than that. And I managed to turn the wheel just in time and miss the tree. And then I have to do the slalom course until I can get this thing stopped at the bottom near his house. Oh. And uh yeah, it was Yeah. It could have gone really bad. Yeah. That's a <laughs> that's a bad. That's a horror story. We for saved sure. it. It was amazing. Oh gosh. But we have the truck here now. We're restoring it. We'll post pictures. It's it's a it was the creepiest looking truck ever. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I mean, the horror stories could just go on. And go on and go on. And we want to hear your guys' horror stories. Like, I know all of you have been sitting here like, oh, I got a better one than that, you know? And (laughs) so we'll have to do a non-Halloween Bronco horror story kind of thing where we just talk about, you know, the the crazy situations that people get themselves in with a Bronco. And... uh, and we'll we'll have to do that. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, listening wherever you've been listening, and uh, like always, shoot us an email: questions at thebroncast.com. That's questions at t h e b r o n c a s t dot com. And hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below. We'll either answer it on the next episode of the broadcast, or I might do a special video and just answer your questions uh, that you leave on YouTube in the comments below uh, later on in the week. But man, what a fun episode! Uh, just talking about Bronco horror stories. <laughs> yeah. So have a very Happy Halloween for everyone. Everyone stay safe out there. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Thank you again for listening to another episode of The Broncast. 
We want to thank our sponsors, Tom's Off-Road, for all your Bronco parts and ARP automotive racing products. We also want to give a special thanks to our technical producer, Josh Kohler. We couldn't do this without him. And the music you heard today is from Adam Nitty, bass player extraordinaire. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on The Broncast.